It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, Summer Conversation Series, Episode 5, with Trevor Terry. All right, Punk Rock Classrooms crew, this is a great episode. I was able to sit down for our summer conversation series with Trevor Terry and talk about what he would do to change education. Now, Trevor is an ELA teacher turned ed tech support teacher, helping educators in his district in eastern Canada uh, use technology in the classroom. So here we go. Give this episode a listen. Trevor, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Welcome to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, my man. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on the on the program. <laughs> I, I've been listening for a while. I feel like I'm late to the party. Um, I'm, I'm stoked that you're here, no matter <laughs> when you get to the show. You're at the show. So, uh, Trevor, can you do me a favor? Uh, you are on our big summer conversation series. And what we're doing is we're asking everyone we bring on the show, let everybody know who you are what your role is in education and, 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 you know, what you do in the world of education. Okay. Um, well, right now I'm in the summer period, so I'm actually a education student. Uh, I'm working on a master's and uh, I'm also a, uh, I guess, a uh, conference organizer. Um, but normally uh, through the school year, I am an education support teacher. So uh, I work with technology and my main role is to help teachers integrate technology into uh, their classes, uh, figure out how it works uh, in terms of what they're trying to do with their students in their classes and, and finding the right tools and integrating it in and, and making sure it has purpose. So, All right. So before you were in the world of ed tech, what did, what did you do? Uh, what did you teach before that or anything like that? What, what was that look like? For, for about 20 years, like I just started the ed tech thing last year uh, in, in the midst of everything. <laughs> that's, um, when you def- that's when you were highly needed. <laughs> yes, it was, it was definitely trial by fire. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an ELA, high school ELA teacher. Um, okay. And I've been doing that for probably about 20 years now. Um, so I'm located in New Brunswick, Canada, but I've taught in Montreal, Toronto. Um, but once uh, we started to grow our family, we decided to come back to the quiet part of Canada. And uh, and uh, yeah, on so. a time zone, I didn't even know really existed <laughs> in, in the Americas. So there oh, we go. It, it gets even better because uh, we're in the Atlantic time zone, but Newfoundland has its own time zone, which is half an hour off of ours. So it's, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, there you go. Now I live in Arizona where we don't observe daylight savings time, but some of the tribal lands do. So you can right. drive in Arizona, have no daylight savings time, hit a tribal land, get daylight savings time. Inside of that tribal land is another tribal <laughs> land that has it. So you can pass through all of those. Well, a lot so, of the provinces in Canada right now are, are talking about scrapping it. So it's interesting to see, like, uh, there's one province here that doesn't have it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we are. We are that one state that was like, no, forget it. We're not doing daily yeah. savings time. So Trevor, the big question that we're asking everybody for the summer conversation series is, you know, if there was one thing you could do to change education, what would it be? So that's, that's why you're here. That's the big question for you. So lay it on me. What's the one thing you would change if you could change it in education? This is such a hard question. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) my thought pattern has changed probably about 20 times thinking about this question. And uh, 
you know, and, and listening to the other summer conversations you guys have been having, uh, well, it's like, oh, they touched on this and they touched on that. And, <laughs> and it's like, okay, what can I talk about now? Um, and, and it's really like a domino effect, right? Because mm-hmm. any one thing you choose it's going to start toppling over other things and you're going to get into everything. So for sure. I I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why we ask this question is because it's a really good reflective question for the summer, right? Because what it should do hopefully is help us inform what we do in the upcoming school year. Right. Or at least get us on the direction of maybe changing some of the things we do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, So I think what I ended up settling on, um, (laughs) Up until yesterday, it was PD and technology, but Tenenbaum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think now the idea that I, I'm focused on, I think it's really uh, reforming curriculum and how we work with curriculum. Um, I mean, <sighs> I don't know what it's like in Arizona and other places, but you know, some of the curriculum here is the same curriculum that I had when I was in high school. And we get the add-ons. Uh, so, you know, things like global competencies. Mm-hmm but it's an add-on document and some people are doing it. Some people aren't, it's not really. Some fidelity that isn't there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I think we really need to sit down and think about um, where the ideology is in teaching at least well everywhere uh, and start thinking of a plan that involves the community members that are the stakeholders that involves, um, what we act, the skills we actually want our students to have right. um, and start really rethinking it. Like I'm a huge fan of inquiry-based learning. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you're looking at a checklist kind of approach to curriculum, right. uh, you're, you're, you start wondering what is, are the students really getting out of it? Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that we don't need to scaffold and, and think about where kids are going. Right. Uh, but I do think we need to sit down and look at some antiquated uh, curriculum and start looking at where we really want education to be. Um, and, and I think we really missed a bit of an opportunity a, a lot of places with the pandemic, because this was the time to start playing with things and experimenting. Right. Right. Um, and I've seen some classrooms like in my role, I get to go into different schools um, and I've seen um, one school who's in this cohort program where they had all their grade nines in the morning and it was an interdisciplinary course all morning. Yeah. And then they had their English and math in the afternoon because those are still the heavyweighted courses right. and you still have to, even though English would fit so nicely with this idea of, of the integrated um, approach, right, right? Because you can you can weave that ELA through everything, right? Like exactly. Like I was a social studies teacher, and I had ELA standards in my social studies yeah. that I was exactly. supposed to teach every year, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's personally that's what I'd like to see more of is the crossover between subjects and and uh, have the students take a little bit more role. Like I don't think the students can be 100% self-directed all the time. I mean, we are the educators. We need to be the guides. We need to help steer them where they need to go. I like that. Um, I like that word. Like we need to be the guide, right? Like we're yeah. not the the master and commander in front of everybody all day, but we are there to kind of guide them in, a, in the right direction, guide them towards, you'd mentioned earlier, this inquiry model. How do they get there? Right? Yeah. We can yeah, help facilitate sure. that. And, and I think, you know, unfortunately there are still some teachers who are the commanders in charge and uh, do the chalk and talk and and 
can't do anything else. I have to get this, 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 this in the curriculum. And oh, you, I crossed off all the boxes. You're done. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Not my problem anymore. Yeah, I hit, I hit the things that were mentioned specifically in the standards. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Right. Yeah. So as an ELA teacher, you were an ELA teacher for you know 20 years before taking over this tech role. Um, what's some of the curriculum that you ran into, or some of the things that you were like, why are we? why are we doing it this way? Like what's prompting this thought process for you to go like, this is an issue for us. MLA formatting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, I can dig that as someone, as someone in my, in my, in my second master's program right now, yeah. I can go, do we, cause like I'm using APA right now. Same here. And, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in, in all honesty, like, I mean, formats and stuff like that are important, but the percentage of students who are going on into that academic world after high school, like, does that really have to be part of the curriculum? Who are gonna um, need Emma, who are gonna need to know Emily? Yeah. yeah. And even the ones who are going that route, again, it's it, a lot of it depends on the discipline that they go into, right? Right. Um, but again, being an English teacher, um, there's so much flexibility with yeah. with what I do. Like my last uh, semester in the class, I the whole course was built around uh, for my grade nines, the sustainable development goals. Um, we did a independent novel choice once a week where the students would work on that, but the day-to-day -day stuff, they were exploring different, uh, different sustainability goals. And uh, we use that as the vehicle to hit our, our outcomes. So. That's, that's really cool. That is that, that really is that sort of inquiry model idea, right? Yeah. Like here's a problem, let's figure out how to solve it. And, and we're going to learn all of our standards, right? All these things through this different method, right? And, yes. and I think you're right. I think ELA lends itself to be able to make that happen, right? Yeah. It, because it is in everything. Yes. You know, in, that, in that, they could have written very formal academic research. They could have mm -hmm. also written very much. You could have it, you know, they can write, there's letter writing that can be on there. There could be campaign literature that can be on there. There can be yes. persuasive essays that can, you know, yeah. like that allows so many different things to happen. Yeah. I even had students creating uh, blogs where we took one topic and then we divided it into 18. This is actually a, a Kelly Gallagher model that I used and uh, turn one topic into 18 and you're looking at six different types of writing. So there they generate six thing six or 18 different things that they could be writing about uh, but it's all focused around the same basic idea right yeah um, and then they built blogs or whatever they wanted to do to express their their learning so and, and when you think about it that's more along the lines of the writing that students are probably going to do moving forward yes right? for sure when, when we think about it, like for me and, and my career as an educator is someone who worked in you know educational activism and stuff like that like it was a lot of letters and it was a lot of information and a lot of direction. And there wasn't, yeah. I didn't find myself writing a bunch of like academic material or, you know, like I wasn't writing very research driven stuff all the time. And I know that when I was in high school, I had that teacher where we did like the semester long research paper. Yes. That's all we wrote. Yeah. And it was, I mean, we could wonderful, write about, wonderful way to kill writing. <laughs> right, we could write about whatever we wanted, like, but it was just the drill and kill of, yeah. all right, get your note cards, write all your facts on your note cards. Now that you've got your note cards, turn yes. those in, yeah. <laughs> turn those yeah. into paragraphs, and just 
now let's talk about your thesis for the next, you know, three days. And that, that's a sort of stuff where I think that inquiry model, I probably would have had way more fun, right. But still have learned those things, or at least would have felt maybe a little more ownership over what we were doing in, in that format. Yeah. So I, that I, I really do like that idea of, of diving into curriculum. That's a, that's a really good thing. And I think you're right. There are some districts who started that process during the pandemic. And I hope the fact that we had to shake up so much stuff leads districts to go like, okay, we can do this differently. Right. Yeah. We can, we can look at the way that we've been doing this forever differently. And, um, and, and to go back to your, your last uh, session um, with, with Ms. Tannenbaum, um, <laughs> This is also where the need to invest in teacher training and, and PL yeah. really comes in because like inquiry model and even like the global competencies, you can't just say, we're doing this now. Right. <laughs> right. Principal comes in, talks about it. This is what it is. Do it. And yeah. then everyone's just kind of lost. Right. Right. And, uh, I'm, I'm on a new campus and we're, we're focusing in on project-based learning, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's a big thing we're working on. And then, but it ends up being, we're just having a cohort of teachers do it this year, right? Yeah. So they're going to be, they're going to some specific training. They're making commitments what to do. They're working together and they're going to help train some of the other teachers like, oh, do you want to know how we're doing this? Come check this out, right? And so it's it's really is, you got to be really intentional yes. when we yeah. make these curriculum moves. Because you said it earlier, this idea of like, you know, like we added this thing on. Yes. And sometimes it's done and sometimes it's not. And oftentimes it's not done I think for two reasons. One, we are, although we like to, we also, we like to think that we're like educated, flexible, you know, human beings as educators, we get into boxes and we go, nope, this is how I've done it. This is what works. This is what I'm doing. Um, Creatures of habit. <laughs> right. Or we aren't trained enough on how to do it. Right. right. We don't yeah. get the proper, the proper training in order to do it with fidelity and, and do it well. But you will get, you know, the odd teacher who will seek out more and do right. more. And, and that's how all my tech training came. It was all self-taught because it was something that I developed a passion for. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, any training I did, it was totally voluntary and I had to seek it out. Um, and with inquiry base, it's the same thing. Um, but as a larger initiative. So I like the model you guys are doing where you have teachers helping each other and having collaborative time built in right, right. where they can, yeah, we, it, we so. have, we have PLC time once a week. So we have dedicated PLC time once a week in my district, oh, which is, which is really that's, nice. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. So uh, Trevor, uh, you have something going on at the end of August and yes. I'm super excited to be a part of it. And I know Mike is super excited to be a part of it. Can you share a little bit about what it is with, with folks? Let them know what you're up to. Okay. Um, on August 24th, uh, myself and, and, uh, a friend and colleague that I kind of forced into it or <laughs> um, co-hosting a virtual pre-virtual ed tech conference. Um, so the idea is it's actually partly inspired by your podcast, uh, the whole do it yourself kind of attitude. <laughs> that DIY whole, ethic, man. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and also by a guy named David Olinger, who uh, did a similar conference that I'm kind of modeling it after. Um, uh, he works at uh, O'Day High School. I think it's in Washington State. And he put on a conference in March. And like, I live in kind of a remote area in in Canada, right? Like there are no major cities uh, where I live. So not nothing comes here. So yeah. I was like, in a sense, 
this whole virtual world that has opened up over the past year and a half has been a good thing because now there is access to these people that who would be touring conferences that we would never have the opportunity to right. see. Um, well, now it's just a, a Zoom call or for us, it's going to be Microsoft Teams, but that's a side point. <laughs> um, so really how it started was I went to his conference and uh, uh, I liked what I saw. And I spoke to him and talked a little bit with him about how he set it up. And then uh, listening to your podcast and, and saying, you know, do it yourself. And I used to do stuff like this all the time when I was younger. And then <laughs> that piece kind of just kind of withers away slowly. But, you know, it lit a fire and uh, it, it's back. So now I'm uh, what I did was I just reached out to uh, companies like Microsoft, Apple, um, anything that I felt passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm following my own passions here, the things that I discovered. Yeah. So like Flipgrid, Wakelet, uh, Punk Rock Podcasts. Um, and I just reached out to people and I said, Hey, would you be willing to, to join us, uh, for this online symposium? And everyone's like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, so everyone's been incredibly open and, uh, it's, it's been an amazing experience. Like my PLN has just blown up over the last little while. So, yeah. uh, yeah, so it should be really good. We have over 20 sessions, um, for everything from podcasts to, uh, um, people talking about global education. I have some of my professors speak, or at least one of my professors coming to speak on that. Um, and uh, creativity in the classroom we're going to be looking at. Uh, so it's a variety of topics, even that's though it awesome. started as an ed tech thing, it's, 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 it's grown. Well, that's, and, uh, that's rad, dude. That's like I said, that, that DIY punk rock, I think if you build it, they'll be there, man. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> Oh, for sure. For sure. And like when I was younger, all my friends were in bands and I was always on the fringe of that. So, I became the zinester, right? So, <laughs> right. And right. then I organized the zine conference and it feels kind of like that kind of vibe again. So awesome. I, I'm really That's enjoying awesome. it for sure. That's rad. That's rad. Yeah. So, uh, so Trevor, where can people find you online? Where can they connect with you? Okay. Um, definitely you can go to Twitter. Uh, so it's uh, at teach symposium. Um, and from there, you can find the registration and the website. Uh, the website, I'm not going to give out that address because we're using all the tools that we're promoting yeah. uh, to, or, to create our promotions. Yeah. Uh, so our website is actually an Adobe Spark page with a long, complicated uh, <laughs> the uh, really web address. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's much easier to go to Twitter to, to, to check that out and see the schedule and everything. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for asking the big question. I appreciate it. And, and I'm stoked uh, to, to be at the conference. It's going to be a good time. So symposium is going to be fun. Well, we appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. This has been, this has been a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. So oh, wait, much. one yeah. quick question. Yeah. Is man or ask me, I'm going to open up this, the, the, the conversation. <laughs> that's, that's a really, that will at this, <laughs> that's the summer conversation music. Is that's what I was hoping for. Cause yep. <laughs> uh, back in the nineties, they were one of my all time favorites. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, awesome I live show up, too. Whenever I could turn up the reverb on my guitar, that's what I go to. It's <laughs> a man or ask for man. All, all right, man. Nice. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Don't forget to check out all of our episodes, our blogs, our podcast show notes, and even Mike Earnshaw's poetry over at punkrockclassrooms.com. Uh, you can follow the show or Mike or I on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We have the same handles for each of those. So here you go. You can find the show at, at Punk Classrooms. You can find me at Josh R. Buckley, and you can find Mike at Mike 
R. Earnshaw. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe the podcast wherever you're listening to it at so you know that you can get all the episodes. You can know when those new ones are coming out. Uh, and you know what? We'll see you at the show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.